This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Today, my guest is, we were talking before coming on, longtime friend Chad Gonzalez. He's been not only someone that's been, I've been fortunate enough to call a friend and get to know uh, him, his wife, Lacey, and their son, Jake, uh, been able to uh, be around him, observe him. He's the real deal. Um, we talk about a lot of times on Healthcare's Missing Link about those things that are missing. And sometimes, as you know, here in this uh, space that we're in, uh, we forget what we have and who we have uh, access to. And that's to the Savior of the world, the creator of the universe, and his name is Jesus. So, Chad, uh, man, you have an amazing healing ministry. You're a great teacher. So thanks for being with us today. We really appreciate it. It's an honor to be with you, man. It's always it's an honor. Been too long, man. We haven't seen each other physically in a while because of all kinds of things that went on in 2020, of course. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you know, I was just thinking about that. I think the last time I actually saw you, uh, we were recording together for your show, uh, your television show at the studio there in Tulsa. That's I right. That's the last and time I saw been, you. What, three or four while. years ago, something like that. Crazy. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. So um, talk about, you know, what you're doing now and kind of tell people what you do. Those folks that don't know you like I do, just kind of introduce yourself and what you do. So we've been in the ministry now for uh, 16, 17 years. Uh, we started two churches, started a church in Texas and started a church in Arkansas. Uh, but the but the real uh, the passion of mine and, and what we've really kind of pushed is the area of healing. And so we've been holding healing conferences over the years, been doing a lot of stuff internationally. Uh, here here recently, we've, we've been going to Africa. We were over and we go to Kenya a couple of times a year. We're recently over in Poland, uh, down in Bogota, Colombia, did a conference down there. I uh, just did one in Malaysia. So we've been seeing some really cool things. And, and the wonderful thing is that no matter where we go, we're seeing miracles. Mm. And it hasn't mattered the denomination. It hasn't mattered the country. Uh, the economy has no factor on it. Uh, none of these natural things. It's just Jesus. And so we've really been endeavoring to uh, get the miracles back into the church mm. so that the church can turn around and take those miracles to the world. If we, if we look at Jesus, Jesus was very, very emphatic that the miracles needed to be seen, uh, that there was a very much a part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's almost too good to be true news. And so we've been trying to get back to the very basics of this thing, that healing, it's supposed to be normal. It's supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be something that happens every once in a while. It should be happening all the time. We should live in it because of our continual encounters and our daily fellowship and relationship you know, with Jesus himself. And so we're having a lot of fun and we just started uh, another piece of uh, our outreach called the Healing Academy. And so this is a training for people, uh, everyday Joe Blow believer to grab a hold of these things so that we're, when they're in the marketplace, when they're in their job, uh, they can take Jesus to these people instead of saying, hey, if you'll come to church, my pastor will pray for you. <laughs> you know, we want to go beyond that where People realize they're the believer. 
They're the connector between God and man on the earth because of their union with Christ. And they can have the same miracle right there in Walmart than they could, you know, there at the altar in the church. So um, we're staying busy and we're planning on getting busier. It sounds so like um, this is the way it always should have been. I mean, people that have been around and, and know even the word of God a little bit would say, well, yeah, Chad, that's the way it's supposed to be. But I got to ask you, you've been around, you've been doing ministry for, you know, almost two decades. What happened? Where'd it go? Why isn't it normal today? And what happened to the church, if you will, in regard to its lack of maybe knowledge or however you want to phrase that? What what went wrong? Personally, I know this sounds pretty harsh, but personally, I believe it's the fault of the ministers. And if we're just being really blunt and really real, I personally don't think that many of the preachers who preach it actually believe it. Mm-hmm. Because if we did, we'd stop making excuses. I can't tell you how many times I'm hearing excuses from people who believe that God's a healer and that healing is available for us and kind of believe what Jesus said in John 14, 12, that whoever believes in me will do the very same works. But it's always these excuses that come up as the, you know, why we can't do what Jesus did. And so we're trying to remove those excuses. I've been saying it for a while that when when Jesus saved us, he not only saved us from hell, he also saved us from our excuses. Mm-hmm. Because through our union with him, and one of my favorite scriptures is Colossians uh, chapter, t- uh, chapter 2. And, and in verse 6, Paul makes this statement. He said, he said, as you have believed in him, as you have believed in Christ, now walk in him. So you see this this very this very wide divide line between the person who's received Jesus and then the person who's allowing Jesus to live and move through them and is actually getting results. Mm-hmm. And then in verse nine, Paul makes this statement. He said, "Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily." Now, if he would have stopped right there, I mean, it would have been amazing. When we say, "Praise Jesus! Look how awesome He is!" You know, but then Paul goes on to verse ten. He said, Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him. Well, that right there removes any excuse for lack, any excuse for I'm not holy enough, I'm not righteous enough, I haven't prayed long enough, I haven't read enough Bible. He said, you're complete in him. So it has nothing to do with with anything of me. It has everything to do with who he is and everything that he accomplished and he worked. And so you you take scriptures like that. And take like Ephesians chapter one, verse three, where Paul said that in Christ, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. The the more you begin to discover your union with Christ, the more you begin to discover, I'm not missing anything. I literally have everything I need, every spiritual advantage I need in life to get the very same results as Jesus. You know, why would Jesus tell me I could do the very same things that he did, but then not give me the very same equipment. That'd be wrong and be unjust. And yet so many Christians today, many ministers today think that we have an equipment problem. And you, you can find that out very easily by the way that they pray. You know, it's Father, give us more power. Father, give us more authority. Give us more love. Holy Spirit, come down, you know, manifest yourself. But we got to get back to the basics of the gospel, that the, the, the the crux of the gospel was Christ in you. The hope and the expectation of glory, Christ in us. 
And so the more God inside minded we become, then we stop praying for God to show up. And we realize that when I show up, God shows up. And if God's there, that means his power is there, his authority is there, his dominion is there. And so now I'm not waiting on God to show up and I'm not waiting on God to give me more of something. Because the, the more that I look at the fact that I'm lacking something, then the devil's just having a field day because I'm not going to get anything to happen because I don't think I have enough. Well, isn't and that's that, basically is, where the body of Christ is right now. We don't think we have enough. Well, I agree with that wholeheartedly because when the devil gets you thinking that you lack something, it can be sort of transposed into fear that you don't have it. So the devil's native language is fear. So isn't he just, um, if we allow him to influence us like that, fear will take effect, and then we'll think we miss certain things. So would would you agree in a sense that it's it's basically a this this fear of not having things that's driving the bus persistently right now? We got to get away from that and realize that perfect love, God Himself, cast out all fear. Yeah, I mean that's what it, it's a fear based deal. I mean we, we may use the the right terminology and we may quote some some good scriptures and stuff like that, but you know if you're not acting on it not acting on what you believe then you really don't believe it that's one thing you see about jesus that jesus there really was no plan b you know oh i love uh, that say that one more time that's too good with, well with jesus there never was a plan b his plan a was always going to work but it, it came down to the this this consciousness that he had this awareness that he that he had of the god of God, the father with him, you know, it's interesting. You go through the book of John and, and as you read through the book of John, it's almost like Jesus couldn't come up with another sermon because all he did, all he did was talk about the father's with me. The father is in me. He said, I can do nothing of uh, in and of myself, but it's the father on the inside of me. Who's doing the works. You know, the father who sent me, he's with me. He made the statement. He said to the disciples, he said, you will leave. Everyone will leave me, but I'll, I'll never be alone because the father's still with me. You see this very, very real consciousness, this awareness that, that God, the father, the person was with him. And, and so when you know that, why would there never need to be a, another option? You know, and, but the, one of the problems is, for us as a society, and 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 then that's gotten into the church, is that there's so many different options available, mm-hmm. you know, to get me out of a financial problem, get me out of a health problem, and when all of those don't work, then all of a sudden, let's time to pray and time ask to God pray. for a miracle. You know. Yep. You know, I remember Chad. Uh, you sent me one of your books a long time ago. It was called Supernaturally Natural, and it's on the bookshelf right back there, you know, um, and it, it really, um, it revolutionized my thought life and my process of thinking, because I realized at that point that it was very natural and it should be normal, commonplace to just walk in this thing called divine health, you know, just an interesting normalcy. Don't have to think about it. It just is. I am because he is in me. Right. And it, it just turned my life around. And since then, it has been a, uh, that teaching has been a cornerstone 
um, for us at the Functional Medical Institute, you know, our message is here is to lead people down a pathway of true healing, and that's leading them to Jesus. Period. In the story, that's it. Enough said. And and so you you've written other books, and when you talk about this this healing academy thing that you've got that you've made, I actually um, you know a couple months back logged into that, and so it has been a, a big blessing to me in the sense, but. You, these three books are available to people within this first uh, and second healing academy training. Kind of talk about that because you you know you say this stuff and you you have such a a great calm delivery, and and I want people to get a hold of this because it changes people's lives. Yeah, talk about that. Well, again, I mean, if if you kind of look at church history. If you look back in the 40s and 50s, the great healing revival, those that can remember, you know, there's the big tent meetings that happen all over America and lots of people get healed. But the biggest problem with it was that people were lifting up the man, the preacher. And when the preacher fell, everything kind of fell apart. And it never was supposed to be, let me put it to you like this. The miracles, healing, this and that, it never was supposed to be about getting to a man or a woman. It's always supposed to have been about Jesus. When he got in us, we got everything that we needed for divine life, divine health, you know, in this world. And so what we're endeavoring to do with the Healing Academy is, is make it very basic, make it very simple and point it back to Jesus Christ for the everyday believer to go out and manifest Jesus, bring heaven on earth, you know, go out and, and right the wrong you know, that may be trying to happen in someone's body. And so in the course of all this that we've been doing, we've got three books that go with volume one. Volume one, we started out with kind of the basics and, and a lot of in Christ realities. That's the way that we teach healing. We've always taught it that way from our union with Jesus. And just trying to get your eyes off of you, your problem, and even your faith and get it on to him. And so uh, the first book that goes with it is the one you mentioned, Naturally Supernatural. And we're really just talking about why uh, these supernatural things that we see in the Bible should be very natural for us. Even such something such as simple as hearing from God. You know, a lot of people say, well, hearing from God, that's that's just not normal. Or mm-hmm. you've got to be like this spiritual giant, you know, right. to hear right. from him. But if you just break it down and get down to the simplicity of it, God is a spirit. He is the father of spirits. And we were made in his image and likeness. We are a spirit. And this body right here is just the house that I live in. Mm-hmm. So if he's a spirit and I'm a spirit, it should be more natural for me to hear from him spiritually than it should be to hear a dog bark with these natural ears. Why? Because I'm not a human body. You know, I'm a, I'm a spirit being. And so spiritual things should be more normal and natural to me than natural things. The problem is, is that the way we've we've grown up, you know, we, we've we've become very accustomed to our five physical senses, you know, and we know how to operate here. But we forget we're a spirit being and we've got some spiritual senses. And so we talk about that here. Um, this uh, this one right here this is called Possessors of Life. And this is a message that we've been teaching for several years and everywhere, everywhere that we've taught this all around the world. Like, I mean, every time we see miracles and I'm talking, I'm not talking about a tummy ache. I mean, like 
blind people getting healed, deaf people getting healed, tumors dissolving, growth dissolving. We've seen short legs and short arms grow out. And, and again, it's just getting people's eyes back on Jesus and realizing really as a Christian now, what's on the inside of their spirit. You know, Jesus makes this statement in John chapter five and in verse 21, he said, you know, the, the same life that the father has on the inside of him is the same life that the son has and he can give it away to whomever he chooses. And then in, in verse 26, he reiterates that. He said, for as the father raised the dead and gives life to them, so, so does the son. And then John 10, 10 is a very familiar scripture mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Jesus said, I have come that you would have life and you would have life more abundantly. Well, that same word life there is the Greek word zoe. Mm-hmm. It's the same word life that he used in John 5, where he said, as the father has life in himself, the son has life in himself. And what it comes down to is that what you possess, you can give away. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. And so, so what you begin to find out very quickly, and you can see it through, through the book of John, I call it the road of life. You know, mm-hmm. th- those of us that either grew up Baptist or around kind of the Baptist church, you know, the Roman road was, was pushed in you. Oh yeah. And it's that road that leads you down to telling people about Jesus and salvation. Well, in the book of John, there's a road, but it's the road of life and it's divine health and life for your body. So, so you see this road where, where John chapter one, verse four says in him was life and that life was the light of men. God put this life into Jesus. And then we see in John five where Jesus discovers that he has this life and he can give it away. And then in John 10, 10, Jesus said, I came so you could have this very same life. Mm. And it's interesting because Jesus doesn't say, I came so you could go to heaven. That's right. Good word right now, there. Now, we're not denying that there's a, there's very much a heaven to gain and a hell to shun, you know. Mm. And thank God when we take our very last breath, we get to go to heaven. But we've made, you know, heaven to be the, the prize. But really divine life this zoe life of god that was the prize and heaven was a byproduct see jesus came not to change our destination he came to change our position he came to get us get us back into god and get god back into us and one of the byproducts was we get to go to heaven but jesus came to unite man and god once again that's why he came but we put the focus on the sweet by and by. Oh, if I can just get to heaven, I'm going through hell on earth. I'm going to go to heaven. If I can just get there. Just get me through this life and I'll be in heaven. Uh, I can get there. And you know, Satan's fine with that. Yeah. Because as long as you're focused on the future, you're not going to do anything in the present. Mm. But the moment you begin to understand that when Jesus got in you, the father got in you, the Holy Ghost got in you, you know, Colossians chapter two, nine and 10. And Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And in verse 10, he said, and you are complete, nothing missing, nothing broken. Why? Because you're in him. So Father, Son, Holy Ghost, God in you. So wherever you go, the Trinity goes. So how could you ever be missing anything and lacking anything? We've, we've got all of the equipment of heaven at our disposal. Mm. And so that's what this is about. And it's just very, very basic and simple, uh, you know. When we were doing this, I, I checked it out on some third and fourth graders, <laughs> talking to them about it, and they were grabbing a hold of it. 
Uh, and then this is the third one. It's called Think Like Jesus. It's a 40-day devotional. And we basically went through the book of John and took statements that Jesus made about himself, about his union with the Father. And these are statements we need to be making about our union with him because they apply to us too. And the more that we begin to think like Jesus, the more we'll begin to see like Jesus. And then the more very naturally we will begin to do like him. Mm -hmm. And we won't be looking to some type of faith formula, you know, to, to get a result. We'll actually just start living this, this thing uh, very naturally and very normally. And we won't be looking to a formula. We'll be just living from our fellowship mm. with him. And that's, that's where things happen is when we live from that fellowship, that awareness, that consciousness of him. Um, you know, when you mentioned about the problems and why things aren't happening in the very beginning, that's a big one. Yeah. We, we've, we've got, we've got a faith formula and everything's in there. <laughs> Everything is in there except for fellowship with God. Yeah. You know, just tell me what I need to do. What are the steps? What are the keys? Well, you know, Chad, we had, a uh, looking back on 2020 just occurred to me. I, I just want to get your thoughts on this. Don't, don't. You know, don't feel free to agree or not, but thinking about what you said now, looking back on 2020 with the um, anxiety written around, did we get to meet in church? Did we get to sing together and all that? I'm thinking to myself now that maybe that was a blessing to get out of that thing and begin to understand that you don't have to meet at a place to meet with God because as a believer, he's with us all the time. Kind of comment on that if you want to. Yeah, I think there's 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 several things that we learned uh, from last year, um, and and it's beneficial. That one piece is, is good. We, we need to grab a hold of that. That yeah, I don't have to be in a building. I don't have to be in a church mm-hmm. uh, to to be close to God and encounter God. Now, yes, we we need to be together as a family. Yeah. Uh, I, there's there's certain things that. You know, you're probably not going to experience on your own that you will experience corporately just because people are at various levels, you know, in their relationship and knowledge and understanding of things. So we need to be able to have that, but we don't have to have that to have, you know, a strong you know, consciousness of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so that's good for people that will grab a hold of it. Uh, one of the one of the things that I saw, I mean, it's, it's kind of a negative or a positive. I'm not sure how you would see it, but. For me, it was very interesting that we kind of we kind of saw that the blanket be taken off and find out what people really believed mm-hmm. when it came to God, faith, and healing. Mm-hmm. Because I know I know of some people who were very strong on their preaching of faith and healing and God with us and God in us. And then when it came down to this COVID thing, I mean, th- these people were scared out of their mind. That's right. Saw that too. And yeah, and it was it was very it was very alarming to me. Yeah. Uh, very concerning to me. But you know, w- one thing that happens when you have when you have stuff like this happen to us, and the pressure comes, uh, pressure really shows you where your weak spots are and your strong spots are at. And, uh, and so it's beneficial in one way because it shows us where, where we need to work on things. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it also kind of exposed some people, 
Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> would never name names or anything like that, but it, it really did kind of expose some people where they're really at. You know, it's one thing to preach and teach stuff when everything is going good. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. No problem. No resistance whatsoever. Uh, uh, it's totally different when the pressure is on you and the pressure is on people. You know, I mean, our church, uh, we were still passionate our church in Arkansas when all that stuff hit. And we just flat out refused to close. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this isn't against this isn't a slam or criticism against anybody else. This was just us and our convictions and what we felt. But I mean, I told our people, I said, I just, for me, I can't, I can't, I cannot preach and teach what I do and push what we do and close because of, of a virus out there. Cause of fear, right? Yeah. Because I mean, well, I mean, I, I told people, I said, I feel like I would be a hypocrite. How can I preach and teach this? And then, and then shut everything down because, you know, we don't, we don't want to get sick. <laughs> I agree with you. Makes perfect sense to me. Um, Cause where we were at, you know, the governor, he didn't mandate things to be shut down. I mean, he, he very highly, highly encouraged it. And, and most of the, ch- almost not all, but pretty much all of the churches in our town, they all shut down voluntarily. And we caught some really bad flack for staying up, staying open. Uh, we actually hit national news. Uh, I mean, all the major news news outlets grabbed a hold of it. The Associated Press was running it in all the papers. Um, but I mean, I just we just we weren't going to bow down to a virus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, and this is where we we eventually have to get to. This is just my my belief and conviction. We eventually have to get to the point. And again, it's not a criticism against against anybody. We're all at various levels, but we have to get to a point where Jesus becomes our medicine. Yes, sir. Agreed. Um, it's interesting to me is that you look at the life of Jesus. I mean, if, if we really just want to be a real Christian and look at <laughs> look at Jesus and look at what he did, think about this. Jesus had a doctor on his staff. Yeah, Doctor Luke. Doctor Luke. And not one time in any of these situations went where the sick were out there or they're coming to Jesus or they encounter. Not one time does Jesus turn the healing ministry over Luke because medicine was his profession. I totally agree with you. Totally agree. Not one time when Jesus. Huh? From a physician point of view, I agree. I've said it here many times to people. We have fired the great physician in medicine. We fired him. But he's not fired in my life. He's not fired in my wife's life. Yeah. He walks and works and lives through us and in us. And, and I believe that. I echo what you say. Um, you are spot on, sir. Well, I would say like this, too, because I'm not knocking medicine. Thank God for medicine. Thank God sure. for doctors. But but I, I've been kind of putting it like this. And I know it's a touchy subject. And I would never tell anybody, don't go to the doctor. Don't take medicine. I never right. say those things. I know that. <laughs> You need to you need to follow the Holy Ghost, follow your heart on that. And but I this is my personal belief. My personal belief on it is this, and what I see in scripture is that medicine is the mercy of God, but divine health is the grace of God, and healing is the is the grace of God. And that divine life and health, it was given to us by his grace and the blood of Jesus Christ. It was given and provided for us to walk in. 
But the mercy of God is there through medicine that while we're getting our revelation and getting some understanding of things or just for the people who are absolutely totally ignorant, to me, modern medicine shows you still the love and the heart and compassion of God that he wants people to be healthy and well. And so if they can't get it through a supernatural means, then by all means, get it through the natural means, however you can get it. But we must realize that modern medicine, it is not God's best. It's not. God's best is what Jesus provided. And so we have to get to that point to where we're we're so conscious of him and we're so aware of him and so, so, so aware of our union with him that he's in me. And that the life of God that's on the inside of me is greater than any sickness or any disease that I'm walking in that to such a degree, to such a degree that I'm not even having to live from miracle to miracle, that I'm just walking in this divine life and divine health to where I don't get sick anymore. Mm-hmm. And that where that life is, is so flowing in me and emanating through me that wherever I go, I change the atmosphere. You know, we forget about times where we see like with Peter in the book of Acts, it says that he was walking down the streets and, and the people, they saw all the miracles that were happening. They started bringing all the sick people and all the lame people out in the streets just so that Peter would get close to them. Just so his shadow would pass by. Yeah. And it was because of this life that was, was flowing out of him because we see it with Jesus. We see it with Peter. Well, why should, why should that be any different in our day? It's the same God. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same anointing. It's the same the same union that Peter had with Jesus through salvation. It's mm-hmm. the very same union that we have. The, the biggest, and, and if you think about it, we actually have more revelation, knowledge, and understanding of these things than Peter did. Mm-hmm. The difference is Peter had a consciousness of Jesus. He, he had a consciousness. He saw those things with his eyes. He walked with them. He talked with them. He was very conscious of that, and that's what he walked in. Mm -hmm. Today, we're trying to walk in knowledge, and that knowledge isn't going to do anything. You know, everybody wants to talk about their great revelations that they have from God. Well, revelation is really supposed to produce manifestations. You betcha. Yes, sir. And, And if the revelation isn't producing anything, if you're not doing anything with it, then all it's turning into is information. And your information is, is not going to produce anything without a, a very real consciousness and awareness, you know, of, of God in you and for you and, and with you. And um, we're, we're, we, God's really been leading me down that path. We've really been pushing that as of late, uh, just this consciousness and, and this awareness of God in me and, and with me. You know, there's a, there's a very interesting statement that Jesus makes. And John chapter 14. So in verse 12, he said, whoever believes in me will do the very same works that I do and even greater works. Well, then he goes down in verses 19 through 21. It's it's so good because it goes on and says on, on that day, the day of salvation, you will know that I am in you and you are in me and I am in my father. And then he makes this statement at the very end of verse 21. And he said, and he said, those who do my, uh, obey my commands, he said, I will love them and get this. He said, and I will manifest myself to them. Mm-hmm. He said, on the day of salvation, you'll know that I am in my father, that you are in me and I am in you. So he's talking about union here. Mm-hmm. And he said, and I will manifest myself to you. 
Mm. I'll reveal myself to you. And, and what Jesus was showing us was that that very same fellowship and relationship that he had with the father, that now because of our union, we could have that very same fellowship too. Because mm. Jesus would make statements like this. Jesus would say, I only say the things that I hear the father say. And I only do the things that I see my father do. So Jesus, through his fellowship, and we can never forget, people try to write this off. Jesus wasn't doing life as God. He was doing life as a man anointed by God. Mm-hmm. He was doing life as a man filled and united with God. That's what allowed him to be, you know, our high priest, that he experienced everything we experienced and was tempted in every way like we were. He did life as a man. And so he showed us what was possible for a man or a woman filled and united with God, not only in the area of the miraculous, but also in the area of our fellowship, you know, with God. So wonderful, Man, wonderful like, thing. That is like so good. Um, Chad, I want people, and I'm, ask, I'm asking you folks that are hearing this to connect with Chad Gonzalez. Some of the most plain, basic, but somewhat lost teachings and truths <laughs> that we have to get. Um, Chad, how do people... Um, how do they connect with you? How do they get on the, get a hold of the, the Healing Academy training? Uh, they can go to my website. It's just chadgonzalez.com. It's G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-S, chadgonzalez.com. And so through there, they can get a hold of the Healing Academy. And, uh, you know, and the one, the one great thing that we've included in the Healing Academy, and, and every single session, there's nine sessions in each volume. Every single session, we've got what we call a miracle moment. Mm-hmm. And these miracle moments, these are actual video testimonies from the individuals who got healed, them telling their own story. And we thought it was very, very important to, to have these in there because so many times, you know, we may look at someone like you or me or, you know, someone that's a, a minister, you know, behind the pulpit, minister and preach. And we tell some of these things that we've seen and they think we're just making it up. Yeah. You know, we're exaggerating or they're just preaching, you know. And uh, so it's one thing for people to hear from my mouth, the miracles I've seen. It's a whole other ball game when they hear it from the person themselves, because now that that was my neighbor. That was my coworker. You know, that's my cousin, you know. And, and so they get to see it. And some of these uh, people actually get to see the miracle take place. We've got one in there where it was a guy. He was he was mute. It was down in Cusco, Peru, and we've got the actual service clip that's there. Uh, we've got another one that happened down in Bogota, Colombia. It was a lady. She was completely deaf in one ear. And that ear opened up right in the service. So people get to see those things uh, because it, it kind of brings some, some validity to you know, a lot of the teachings that are taking place. But then go to the website there. And then also, you know, our social media stuff on Facebook and YouTube. We have lots and lots of video testimonies on there and other teachings that are just real simple, real basic. But again, just just getting back to the basics of the gospel of Jesus and and getting our eyes back on him so that we can walk like him and live like him and and, uh, and bring more people to him. And those social media links, can they also get those things through the website? Are those listed on there as well? Perfect. Yeah, yeah, you can find everything there on the website. ChadGonzalez.com. And we're going to put that link down below in the feed. So make sure you click on that. Folks, get connected with the Healing Academy 
volumes one and two with more to come. Don't miss the healing moment. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you with everything I am, this is a necessity. This is critical. Right now is the time to understand God in the way we should have always understood him in our relationship and our awareness. Chad, I love that awareness, awareness, awareness. That's a very big word, and that truly encourages me today. Um, Thank you for for coming on. I, I truly appreciate it. Most of all, thank you for being my friend. Hey, thank you, man. It's a privilege and an honor. Well, I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was uh, massively deep. Get into the teaching, get into the word, and really hear it. ChadGonzalez.com. Go there right now. Don't wait. Connect, and you will experience life and life more abundantly. Perhaps that's what's been missing and holding you back from walking in divine health. Check it out, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Healthcare's Missing Link. And what I always say is subscribe and find out who and what is coming next. So until next time, I'll see you soon. Walk well, walk blessed, and now walk confidently and aware of God's presence in you. We'll see you next time. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.